Good afternoon and welcome to On the Arts, KLW's weekly radio magazine of the performing arts. I'm your host, David Latulipe. Today you'll hear about the Kung Pao comedy shows, Jewish comedy on Christmas in a Chinese restaurant, now in its 31st year, from founder Lisa Godoldig. You'll hear about the Marsh Berkeley show, Fool La La, with Lance McGee as his alter ego, Unique Derek. Plus, did you know there's a Big Top downtown? We'll hear about Circus Bella's Kaleidoscope show from board member Serafina Miller. Plus, being the last on the arts before Christmas, a healthy helping of my own holiday favorites. Right after a news update from the BBC. Stay with us. BBC News with Sue Montgomery. Further talks are taking place on a draft UN resolution calling for a suspension of fighting in Gaza after a vote was delayed for a third day. The envoy from the United Arab Emirates, which drafted the text, said additional diplomacy was needed to yield positive results. Neda Taufik reports from UN headquarters in New York. Diplomats have been desperately trying to agree a text that will withstand a U.S. veto. That's meant numerous delays with another announced today. In order to accommodate the United States, the resolution includes toned-down language that calls for a suspension of hostilities rather than a cessation. The main sticking point now is that Washington is said to be against the establishment of a U.N. mechanism to monitor aid into Gaza because it fears it could take away Israel's control of the process. Egypt and the United States are now engaging directly to ensure any aid monitoring mechanism can work for all parties. The success of the resolution hinges on the outcome of those talks. The Israeli military says its ground forces inside Gaza City have found tunnel infrastructure that it believes served as a base for Hamas leaders. An army spokesman said the network branched out from properties registered to the Hamas leader Yaha Asinwar and other senior figures. The president of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro, has welcomed the release by the United States of the Colombian-born businessman Alex Saab, calling it a triumph for truth. Mr Saab, who was being held in money laundering charges, was returned to Caracas as part of a prisoner exchange. Here's Will Grant. There are currently at least 10 US citizens in prison in Venezuela, including two former Green Berets who took part in an attempt to oust Nicolas Maduro in 2019 and three others accused of entering the country illegally from Colombia. The decision will no doubt infuriate Mr Maduro's critics. However, it comes as the Biden administration eased sanctions on Venezuela in October ahead of next year's presidential election. Those sanctions are due to be reversed if Mr Maduro doesn't commit to a free and fair election. Thousands of people have taken to the streets of Buenos Aires in the first big protest against Argentina's new president, Javier Millet, and his government's economic shock policies. The march was led by groups representing the unemployed. Natalio Casoy is a journalist in Buenos Aires. They are worried about Javier Millet's political decisions, particularly how much he wants to cut the budgets of the state, and that might end up affecting people like them. They're also worried that the policies implemented by Javier Millet's government might not help the economy or at least the people that are more damaged by the current situation, particularly the high inflation. Actually, inflation is not yet slowing down. It's getting worse. BBC News. Washington has criticised a new Hungarian law against foreign influence passed by its parliament last week. The US State Department said the legislation might be used to intimidate and punish people disagreeing with the ruling party. The law, introduced by Hungary's right-wing Prime Minister Viktor Orban, will set up a new agency with powers to identify organisations receiving foreign funding. Britain has said it profoundly regrets a decision by the Irish government to mount a legal challenge to a law that gives conditional amnesty for crimes committed during three decades of conflict in Northern Ireland. London said the case was unnecessary and came at a particularly sensitive time for the province. Dublin argues the legislation violates the European Convention of Human Rights. The Irish Prime Minister, Leo Varadkar, says he will ask the European Court of Human Rights to carry out a judicial review of the UK legislation. It is something that we're genuinely doing with a sense of regret. 
um, but we did make a commitment to uh, survivors in Northern Ireland uh, and to the families of victims uh, that we would stand by them uh, and also stand by the Good Friday Agreement, which specifically references the European Convention on Human Rights. The French President Emmanuel Macron has been defending a new law on immigration that's caused splits in his own party and led to the resignation of a minister. The law makes it more difficult for migrants to bring family members to France and delays their access to welfare benefits. President Biden has said there is no doubt Donald Trump supported an insurrection, echoing Tuesday's ruling by a Colorado court which said he could not run for president in the state. Mr Biden refused to comment directly on the decision, but said there was no question about Mr Trump's actions around the storming of the US Capitol building. BBC News. Starting things off on the arts this week, Circus Bella has announced their jubilant return to San Francisco with their unique new indoor seated show, Kaleidoscope 2023, performed in the round under a picturesque circus tent for two more weekends. The Big Top Circus Tent is located at the intersection of Beale and Howard's Street, downtown San Francisco's newest gathering spot, The Crossing. The show runs about 90 minutes, 115 intermittent. And here to tell us more is the Circus Bella board member, Serafina Miller. Welcome to you, Serafina. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting. Sure. Well, it sounds like uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the details uh, sh- <laughs> shortly, but uh, what piqued your interest in, in, in the circus arts, first off? I have been, I will say, forever friends with one of the co-founders, Abigail Munn. Uh, we actually were in a dance trip together many moons ago, and... I love to say that not only did a dear friend run off to join a circus, (laughs) she had the heart and soul to actually create her own circus and also being one of actually the only U.S. circuses that now perform with a live band, which (laughs) makes us extraordinarily unique. That's great. Wow. Um, And speaking of Abigail, she's credited as writer, director, as well as artistic director and is acting as ringmaster for the production. Yes, she is a wonder to behold. Well, looking at some of the teasers on YouTube, it looks like the audience members will be treated to a Cirque du Soleil-like virtuosity. Tell us a little bit about this year's show. Certainly. So we know it's very common. The immersive experience has become very important where people can be much closer to the performers. I think it's one of the beautiful things about Circus Bella and the single ring circus. And actually, you referenced uh, Cirque du Soleil. They, like Circus Bella, got their foundation from the Pickle Family Circus, which we know was founded here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, So we come from a common thread. Um, And so what's unique about this circus is, again, that the the platform for the performers is there in the center of the tent. And all the chairs, with the exception of the entrance and exit spot, and kind of above where the band gets to sit. Um, So three quarters of the ring is there for guest seating. And so you're up close and personal, really no more than three and a half feet, sometimes four feet away from the performers. And we we love being, I'd say the performers love being that close to the guests um, and having that very intimate experience because you get to really see all the tricks up front and see their facial expressions and with the way that uh, the tent's been laid out, there's not a bad seat in the house. Nice. How has how the audience has been in that first weekend? They have been fantastic. I had the pleasure of being there opening night, and it was a sold-out show. And the gasps, the oohs, the ahs, in all candor, that's part of what makes Circus Bella such an enjoyable performance to watch. It's not just engaging with the performers and Honestly, being awestruck, I think you know my mom would be disappointed because my mouth was agape half the time. There might be flies you know, running around, but to feel the energy of the other guests in attendance and, and the children and the adults experience like children to watch these amazing feats and contortion and, you know, in the hoop and all the clowns, the joy, the laughter... Uh, all the amusement. It, the, it was electric, to say the least, inside the tent. Well, that's a perfect setup for a couple of the testimonials I pulled. The capabilities of the human form are blowing my mind right now. Like, there's so many things I'm looking at. I'm like, how does their body not just snap? 
circus pretty much encapsulates all the goodness of humanity in it. Creativity, cooperation, dance, music, fun, laughter. It's awesome. That's why you should see a circus. Talking with Serafina Miller, Circus Bella board member. Serafina, it seems like an odd construction for Beale and Howard Street, a 68-foot round heated circus tent built in Italy by Francesco Grego. Tell us about that and, and the location of this place. Well, we did a, a tent show a few years back, and we had the pleasure of actually having the show on Treasure Island. And while it was very picturesque and idealistic, we wanted to make sure that, again, the whole purpose of Circus Bella is accessible circus. So while our summer shows are free to everyone, this winter show in a tent does have a ticket price, but to make it physically accessible to more people. So we're much more easily accessible by Muni, by BART, by bus, because we want everyone to experience circus. We all get to enjoy that sense of joy and freedom and laughter. And so the location was really prime for that area. And we're, you know, most of the performers are from San Francisco, if not the Bay Area, including Abigail herself. And we want to participate in the revitalization of downtown San Francisco. We love our city. We love our Bay Area. And being able to bring arts back into the space is such an important aspect of that. And so Again, being you know, with our performers being from here, it's, it's great to perform for local audiences and kind of be able to, in that sense, perform at home. Yeah, that's, that's great. We're uh, actually a part of the mayor's initiative, uh, Vacant to Vital. Uh, we were offered a f- storefront or uh, at least a you know a street front um, residence for a few months at 220 Montgomery. And it's been a great success just having people come in for community events and discovering KLW for that matter. So, yeah, I think uh, having it downtown as opposed to a, a trip across the part of the Bay is a, is a wise right. move. Well, I Exactly. Did... And I think, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 please. Just again, it's I, you know, as we have seen, we've had great attendance so far and we want to make sure that people, it's incredibly safe and, and there's been stories but we're here to keep it's well lit there's other social events happening in the area there's cornhole around there i think they even had like mini soccer happening so it's really an enlivened area and it's the perfect place for us right now and now that the rains have stopped a little bit a little bit more (laughs) uh, hospitable shall we say (laughs) indeed well i did notice a couple of familiar names on the cast list jamie coventry and natasha kaluza who i've had on my show before several times Yes, the Super Doola Hula Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> we have some music from that as well. <laughs> um, uh, tell us about, you know, this, I, I know there's a lot of juggling involved, and, uh, but it's really, it's, it seems like a Cirque du Soleil warm-up almost. It's, it's just so virtuosic. It is very virtuosic. And again, we, we come, if we think about circus forming from the same roots, again, Cirque du Soleil in common with Circus Bella, starting from Pickle Family Circus, you know, having that common family root. And um, again, the proximity, how we, we get to be so close to, or not, I say we like I'm in the ring. <laughs> All the clowns, the performers being so close to the audience and, and um, getting them to, to interact and engage. To your point with the clowns, right, along with Calvin Chu, seeing their facial expressions and how they interplay with each other um, and that minuteness of movement, because the audience is closer to the clowns and the performers. You're right there in a very intimate, connected experience. And I, I think it's very rare. I think it's something that doesn't happen with Cirque du Soleil because you are so much further away from the performers. This is a rare opportunity to be so close to circus performers. You know, we have 14 shows left through the end of this year. And so we're hoping everyone's going to come out and, and play with us. Some shows are multiple shows a day including through New Year's Eve. I'll be there for the last show on New Year's Eve, so I hope all of your guests get to come out and join us as well for that show. It's The Crossing at East Cut, Beale and Howard's Street, uh, directed and ring-led by Abigail Munn, a cast of characters sure to defy the senses through the 31st. Go to circusbella.org for more information. Serafina Miller, continue your excellent work with Circus Bella, and we'll have you on for the next Big Top Show. Can't wait. Thank you so much.
CircusBella.org for performances under the big top through the 31st in downtown San Francisco. Still to come, you'll hear about kosher comedy in a Chinese restaurant, the 30th anniversary of Kung Pao comedy shows. And uh, you'll hear also from uh, Fool La La, Lance McGee is unique Derek. And as promised at the head of the show, I'm going to offer some interludes of some favorite holiday music. Christmas time is here, music of Vince Guaraldi. That's from a two-disc set released way back in 2005, celebrating 40 years of A Charlie Brown Christmas. It includes a CD, that rendition of Christmas Time is Here by Brian McKnight, some contemporary takes on all those classics, and it also includes a DVD of the show and some extras. I'm David Latulipe. You're listening to On the Arts here on KALW, a holiday edition, somewhat. Well, Bay Area's beloved clown prince of fools, Unique Derek, will return to the Marsh Berkeley for a holiday special with Fool La La. 
holiday gift for four family-friendly performances in December, December 27th through the 30th. Following the performance, Unique Derrick will welcome audience members to enhance their circus fun with a COVID-19 safe ham bone and juggling workshop for clowns of all ages. Unique Derrick aka Lance McGee is a longtime San Francisco Bay Area favorite whose dual careers merge the performing arts and healing with the belief that the world can be a brighter place, one breath and one laugh at a time. His appearances have spanned the globe, and he shared the stage with entertainers such as Bobby McFerrin, The Temptations, Jim Neighbors, Lou Rawls, and Sammy Davis Jr., among others. When he's not entertaining audiences as unique Derrick, Lance McGee is a trauma-informed wellness consultant and mindfulness coach, providing support to school educators, administrators, staff, and students. He also leads workshops on trauma-informed care practices and mindfulness for nonprofit organizations, health clinics, colleges, and educational systems. Welcome, Lance, or shall I say Unique, or Mr. Derek. How would you like to be addressed first? It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me on the program. Sure, Lance. That's uh, quite an interesting dual career you have. You know, I'm, I'm living out happy in sorrow. You know, the, uh, didn't Shakespeare say something about life, you know, as all, all a stage and, you know, the joys and the, the tragedies. And, you know, I, I feel like in some way that I'm, I'm actually living that out because of the trauma informed work that I do at a school in Oakland supporting teachers, how to have those healthy relationships with students that are really going through it. And so there's the healing part. And then for my own personal self care of something I've been doing for a long time as unique Derek. Being in that space of playfulness, silliness, through circus. Well, let's let's back up to a couple of things you just said, though, about your other careers as Lance, especially needed, I think, in this hyper bad news all the time state that we're in. What are your workshops like, and have you noticed a change in the past couple of years in just the the folks that you're helping? Well, what I've noticed in the last few years is there's been more inquiry around mental wellness and healing. And so I'm working with some agencies here in the Bay Area, some institutions on bringing in the trauma-informed practices because they have these concerns that they're seeing an increase in their students, um, whether it's uh, singing organizations or in schools that they're seeing this, that there's just this need that there's a lot of unfortunate suffering that has increased, you know, and... I tend to say that whatever anyone was dealing with before the pandemic, whether it was depression uh, qualities or anxiety, those all got heightened. And and we're all trying to figure out ways to to manage that. And so what I've noticed is that there is just more of an awareness that there needs to be more uh, mental health support in our communities. Well, good, uh, good work on that, and I, I know it's going to be needed for many years to come, given what's going on in the world right now. So, yeah, um, and, and in schools as well as other places. Now, let's let's get to your Fulala show. This is an annual tradition for the Marsh Berkeley, and you make every season unique. Apparently, tell us about how this year's show came together. Yeah, well, Fulala, I'm always. That's what I love about, you know, performing. I get to be creative and explore new ideas of how do I want to spread the message of love and light and empowerment um, on stage. And I'm always trying to twist a story and where those qualities are um, come through and are being conveyed or implied in some way. Um, I came up with the name Fulala when I was thinking, I love to do play, play on words. And when I was thinking about Ulala or just like when you go to the circus, you're always kind of like, Ooh, wow. And so I was thinking of, ooh, la, la. Uh, how about if I clown it and make it full, la, la. <laughs> and just to try and create an, uh, a show that's very entertaining with the skills that I have. And uh, every year I'm adding more lights and strobes and, and um, uh, smoke machines to create that production that I've always been inspired by, like when watching Cirque du Soleil or these big shows, I just have these wonderful uh, lighting and smoke and, and of course the skill set. So in my own little way at the Marsh Berkeley in mm-hmm. Berkeley, I try and provide that sense of like, 
oh wow you know through through circus arts and you know a lot of these things that i learned when i was training to be a clown in berkeley as a teenager and pickle family circus and and you know just finding my way still doing it right well i didn't intend this to be a a circus centric show today yeah yeah, here we are yeah we got uh, and speaking of fool la la it's just right for the season fa la la of course is a double entendre there (laughs) yeah so absolutely so this isn't this is a one-person show it's but it's all very family friendly and audience participation is encouraged what exactly will audiences see it's billed as being part circus as you mentioned i understand there may be a unicycle involved and I'm sure a good stretch yeah. of juggling. Yeah, yeah. I, I ride the tall unicycle, the six-foot unicycle. <laughs> I still jump up on it and grab my juggling clubs and, and do some tricks on there. Um, of course, I do handbone. Handbone's one of my main favorite routines to do the African-American art form of body percussion. Yeah, tell, um, tell us about that for those that aren't familiar with it. Yeah, well, um, handbone grew uh, right here in our country Um Enslaved Africans that were brought to the Americas were not allowed, the warrior drummers were not allowed to play drums for many reasons, one stripping away the culture and other uh, because drums they could use as communicators. So the drum was taken away, but what those beautiful enslaved warrior drummers did, they went back to the body. They went back to the original drum. And this is where making something out of nothing comes ham bone comes pat and juba comes tap dance these are uh these are ways of showing resilience that you can take something physically away from me but you can't break something that i feel inside and i can connect with that feeling inside i love rhythm i love uh tempo i love the the beat and so i try and express that in my own ham bone and i put it in a clown kind context you know of ham bone um which i won't give away too much but when you come to the show you'll kind of see what 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 i mean by that um but that's where ham bone comes from that's lance mcgee as unique Derek in the marshes show fool la la a holiday gift through the 30th uh the 27th through the 30th at 1 p.m after each show the audience is encouraged to learn a little bit more about ham bone as well as some juggling training i understand you're going to try to get some people to juggle with you you know, I love whatever it is that I do. I love to share and pass that on. If I know how to do something or talk about something, I want to share uh, information about that. And so with circus, with juggling, with handbone, I love teaching a workshop after my show. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of like an edutainer. You know, we're going to learn, we're going to play, and we're going we're gonna to laugh together. So I welcome the audience to stick around for a 20-minute workshop where we'll learn how to play your own body drum beats, and then we'll learn juggling. And with young people, using juggling scarves is a great way for young people to develop hand-eye coordination. So we do that after every show of the Fulala holiday gift experience. Learn more at themarsh.org. Lance, Derek, thanks for taking some time today. Thank you so much for having me. Here's some music from the show. Fool La La, Holiday Gift at the Marsh. Silly with you, it's Fool La La. Silly with me, it's Fool La La. Silly together, it's Fool La La. Fun together, it's Fool La La. Now introducing Fool La La number one. She's my granny and having fun. Fool a lot fun, yeah, yeah. Fool a lot fun, yeah, yeah. Now introducing Fool a lot number two. She's my mommy now, watch her move. Fool a lot move, yeah, yeah. Fool a lot move, yeah, yeah. Now introducing Fool a lot number three. Unique to reach, go scat that beat. Now introducing Fool a lot number four. She's my daughter, watch her move more. Fool a lot more, yeah, yeah. Fool a lot more, yeah, yeah. Now introducing Fool a lot number five. She's my granddaughter now, watch her fly. Fool a lot fly, yeah, yeah. Fool a lot fly, yeah, yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. The five Fool a lot are ready for fun. So come along, let's laugh and play. The five Fool a lot's getting silly today. Silly with you, it's Fulala. Silly with me, it's Fulala. Silly together, it's Fulala. 
fun together is ooh la la. Silly with you is ooh la la. Silly with me is ooh la la. Silly together is ooh la la. Fun together is ooh la la. Silly with you is ooh la la. Silly with me is ooh la la. Unique Derek, Fool La La Holiday Show at the Marsh in Berkeley for several shows, December 27th through 30th, themarsh.org for more information. I'm David Latulipe on the Arts is the Show. Lisa Gadildig is coming up shortly with some information and some enlightenment about Kung Pao Kosher Comedy in a Chinese restaurant, the 31st edition. But as promised, here's a little bit more holiday music in between. Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about Deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night Though the frost was cruel When a poor man came inside Gathering winter Star of 
shepherd on the hill. What would make her leave her flock? For surely she must love them still. Star of wonder in the heavens, are you just a shining star, or should I follow you? The unique sisterly blend of Terry, Suzy, and Maggie Roach, the Roaches, two from the Roaches, Good King Wenceslas and Star of Wonder. Very, it's sisterly sound. You have the same vocal cords that blend so amazingly, this no vibrato sound. I just love the Roaches, if you haven't heard of them. R-O-C-H-E, that is. Well, we're going to get into some comedy, and appropriately, we are an all-opportunity, equal-opportunity Station for holiday music. Let's start with something to get us in the mood. Put on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. So much funnukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. (laughs) But when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree... Here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Kirk Douglas, James Kahn, and the late Dinah Shora. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. Paul Newman's half Jewish and Goldie Horns have two. Put them together, what a fine looking Jew. <laughs> you, you don't need Decta Halls or Jingle Bell Rock, cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, both Jewish. <laughs> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, the owner of the Seattle Supersonica, celebrate Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew, <laughs> but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew, he, he converted. <clears throat> we got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby, Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is. Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. <laughs> oh, boy. So, oh, so many Jews are in showbiz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I think his agent is. Tell your friend Veronica, it's time to celebrate Hanukkah. I hope I get a harmonica on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica, but don't smoke marijuana. If you really, really want to have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, that's an oldie but goodie from Adam Sandler and the original broadcast of that from Saturday Night Live, putting us in the mood for a little Kung Pao kosher comedy, celebrating its 31st annual Jewish comedy on Christmas in a Chinese restaurant extravaganza, December 23rd to 25th. The San Francisco Institution returns to San Francisco's Chinatown this year to its new home, the Imperial Palace, just steps away from the new Chinatown, Chinatown Rose Pack Muni Station. Spanning three days and actually three decades, this, show's, this year's show features Wendy Liebman, Rich Aronovich, Talia Reese, and co-founder of, I'm sorry, founder of, of, of Kosher Kung Pao Kosher Comedy, founder Lisa Gadoldig and her mom. 
Kung Pao Kosher Comedy was created in 1993 by accident by my guest, San Francisco comedian Lisa Godeldig, who was booked to perform at a women's comedy night in South Hadley, Massachusetts at the Peking Garden Club, which she naturally thought would be a comedy club. But upon her arrival, she discovered that the venue was actually a Chinese restaurant. And so the seed was planted. Some 30 years later, it thrives. Such a mitzvah. Lisa, welcome back to On the Arts. Thank you, David. A mitzvah indeed. And thanks for getting us in the mood with Adam Sandler. That's such a fantastic <laughs> song. Well, you know, the history of this, this over 30 years, you've had some amazing people on this show. Um, Henny we Youngman. Have. Oh, my gosh. And back, in, back in 1997, Henny Youngman, uh, in what was apparently his last show. It was. He got a cold that week from flying across country and doing oh. interviews and doing shows and it turned into pneumonia. And he died two months later, and I was accused of killing him for many years. <laughs> oh but I was exonerated by his family because he went out doing what he loved. He was dignified, wearing a tuxedo. And his grandkids, who were children at the time, came up from L.A. and got to see Grandpa perform for the first time. Wow. And see him for the last time on stage as opposed to in the hospital. So I keep telling myself that for the last almost 30 years. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, well, except for a couple of virtual years due to the, due to the pandemic, things seem to be back on track. Well, at least for the show, but sadly not for its former home, the New Asia Restaurant. Yes, New Asia in the beginning of the pandemic converted into an Asian supermarket. Remember when all businesses were trying to get creative to survive. And then we were 100% virtual 2020 and 2021. And then last year for our 30th anniversary, we actually were in a synagogue. And this year I discovered Imperial Palace around the corner and right by our Chinese uh, our fortune cookie factory that makes our Yiddish proverb fortune cookies. And lo and behold, the banquet manager used to work at New Asia about 20 years ago, so I didn't have to start over and try and explain Jews and Christmas and Chinese food. So he's on board. Fantastic. Let's hear a little bit from one of the comedians, and then we'll talk more about the shows. Here's a clip of Wendy Liebman. So much. I... Uh Glad to be here. I, I've been getting back to nature lately. Um, well, I was evicted uh, from my parents' house. I'm the youngest of three. I always got um, hand-me-downs and secondhand smoke. And, um, none of my siblings like to sleep. I don't like to sleep either. I was up all night last night reading a book about insomnia. Um, other insomniacs here may be too tired to raise your hand. Oh, I'm such an insomniac. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I like to go out. I like to go um, to Walgreens uh, or Rite Aid or CVS because they're open 24 hours. They have to be. Their employees are so f <laughs> I'd be tired, too, if I had to work that late, though, so. But I'm, I'm an insomniac, and uh, I also, I, I couldn't sleep at all Recently, I was in Alaska. I was in Alaska for three days and six nights. And, um, I stayed at the one season, and, and I got... Um, it was so cold there, you guys. I saw a dog wearing a cat. And, and I knew it was a preppy dog, because it just had the paws tied around its neck. A little sampling of Wendy Liebman's humor. She took a class called How to Be a Stand-Up Comedian back in Cambridge Center for Adult Education in 1985 and since then has performed on Carson, Letterman, Leno, Fallon, Kimmel, Ferguson, Hollywood Squares, and clubs across the country. She is one of the featured comedians in this year's Kung Pao Kosher Comedy, comedy in a Chinese restaurant with the founder, Lisa Godoldig, Standing by to tell us more about that show, you mentioned, um, Lisa, uh, the fortune cookies and uh, Jewish proverbs. Give us a couple of ones that we might encounter there. 
Well, um, the Golden Gate Fortune Cookie Factory on Ross Alley in Chinatown has been around since 1962, and they make custom-made fortune cookies and sometimes X-rated ones, and I'm always scared that they're going to get exchanged accidentally with the <laughs> nice Jewish proverbs that I've given them. Like oh, you, one t- you provided them. Oh, great, great. Yes, I give them a list of 10 each year. So with one tuchus, you can't dance at two weddings, meaning you can't be in two places at once. <laughs> a goat may have a beard, but that doesn't make him rabbi. <laughs> Guests like fish begin to smell after a few days. <laughs> when schnapps goes in, secrets go out. Uh, nine rabbis can't make a men- minion, but ten shoemakers can. So it was really hard <laughs> to find ones that are not too biting, like may onions grow in your puppet, your belly button, or may all of your teeth fall out except for one, and may you get a toothache in it. I don't put those in because people are paying to come to have a good time and go to a comedy show and not get really nasty biting proverbs on their fortune cookies. <laughs> well, so I picked the, the nice ones. How did the other comedians fall into place for this year? Rich Aronovich went to summer camp with my cousin Monique from Atlanta. He grew up in New Orleans and there's a Jewish summer camp somewhere in the Southeast. And every so often somebody brings a comedian to my attention And I watched his videos online and thought he had very funny material, great crowd work. And then he does this really crazy stuff of getting dressed up in spandex and dancing in public in New York. And nobody even responds or blinks an eye because it's New York. And then I had him on my Zoom comedy show. I was doing a show for the last three and a half years called Lockdown Comedy. And then we performed um, at the Borscht Belt Comedy Festival in the Catskills last summer. So I got to see him live. And then as soon as he got off the uh, stage, I said, I want to book you. <laughs> and, then Tal- and then Talia Reese is uh, from New York. She's based in Long Island, and she's an Orthodox comedian. We've never had an Orthodox comic at the show, so I don't believe she'll be eating the kosher shrimp on the menu. <laughs> And she found me on Instagram. She just started liking my Kung Pao Kosher Comedy page about six months ago, and I hired her immediately after looking at some of her videos. And she used to be a bankruptcy lawyer, and now she's a comedian. Natural path. Natural path. Exactly. (laughs) Well, we've got to talk about a special guest that is Zooming in for the shows. Um, And maybe you could give us this whole story, because... There are some encouraging stories from people who turned the pandemic into an unforeseen opportunity. And you have an, a, a wonderful story about the case with your now 92-year-old mom in Florida. Yes, my mamala, Arlene. So this is one of the beautiful silver linings of the pandemic. I'll try not to cry because it's a comedy interview. But March 3rd, 2020, I went for a two-week visit. Remember March 2020? Oh, God. Which has been going on for about three and a half I, years I was now. Go, I was going through cancer during that time. So, yes, I remember oh, that's well. that's right. You were. You remember it well. So, um, I went to visit my mom for two weeks, and then the pandemic hit. Remember, we also thought it was going to last for a few weeks. And I stayed for 17 months. So I started producing a monthly comedy show out of her guest room. I say out of the underwear drawer of the dresser in her guest room, you know, that top drawer. And I asked her for the first show, July 2020, if she wanted to be a surprise guest because I was realizing living with her how funny she was. I hadn't lived with my mom in 40 years. Mm -hmm. And she just killed and everyone loved her. And then she just became a guest every month for three and a half years. And she's been on the live shows. Um, We did the Zoom uh, live stream from her house. And then last year and this year, she joins us by pre-recorded video from Florida. I love love in the uh, bio of her that you say that she grew up in Brooklyn, raised her kids on Long Island, and retired to Florida, as is Jewish law. (laughs) Exactly. One of the strangest experiences was writing my mother's comedian bio. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> <laughs> should imagine. Well, where, Something I never imagined doing. Where, where in Florida? Maybe I can set her up with my 94-year-old dad. Oh, sure. My dad passed away a couple of years ago. She, she's actually more interested in like 40-year-olds, but maybe if he's a young 90-year-old. <laughs> well, she's in uh, Boynton Beach, Florida. 
and she is very funny and she's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I just really had no idea what a character she was until we started living together. So I recommend everybody go live with your parents. Another mitzvah. If you still have them. Another yeah. mitzvah. So, yeah. Totally a mitzvah. That's super. So I, and I've been commuting now. So I lived with her for about for a year and a half full time. And then the last two years I've been commuting long commute between Florida and San Francisco. So a few months there, a month back here. Well, there are two different types of show that are offered a day, an in-person dinner show and a cocktail show. Tell us what the differences are and what's being offered. The dinner show has a six course meal. Um, You get Kung Pao chicken, which is our signature dish, of course, and kosher shrimp because I eat shrimp. Not every Jew does, but I do. And I'm not a synagogue. Uh, sweet and sour filet, uh, flounder filet, eggplant and black bean sauce, mixed vegetables, vegetarian noodle delight. And then the cocktail show at 830 is a light fare of uh, hors d'oeuvres, vegetarian egg rolls, potstickers and dim sum and shrimp dim sum. And fortune cookies with Yiddish proverbs comes with all the shows and the shows will all be live streamed. So it's either the 5 p.m. dinner show in person or 6 p.m. live stream or the 8.30 cocktail show in person and live stream. And uh, koshercomedy.com has all the information, and you buy tickets for whatever you want to attend. So if you're going to be attending in person and you're by yourself, don't worry about it because you'll be sitting with nine friendly strangers at the table. People (laughs) either reserve an entire table of 10 or come by themselves or one or two people. And um, everyone eats uh, Chinese banquet style with a lazy Susan in the middle. Can I tell you some of the table names? Sure, please. Okay, so we have Alan King and Barbara Streisand, Borscht Belt, Bobola, Catskills, Chicken Soup, Chopped Liver, Chutzpah. It goes on, so it's all <laughs> alphabetical. That's and great. It's just little shtick that I've added as time has gone on. I think maybe the second year of the show, I added the table names, and the second year, I also added the Yiddish Proverbs and the Fortune Cookies. Take your pick, a dinner show, a cocktail show, in-person or live-streamed. The in-person is at the Imperial Palace Restaurant on Washington Street between Grant and Stockton. As Lisa mentioned, koshercomedy.com for more information. This is a benefit, after all, so tell us about this year's beneficiaries. Every year since the beginning, I give partial proceeds and awareness to different organizations. And this year, we have the Chinatown YMCA Food Pantry and Hebrew Free Loan Association. So food insecurity is an issue even in a rich city like San Francisco. We still have a lot of people who do not have a hot meal every day. And Hebrew Free Loan uh, provides interest-free loans to different individuals to overcome financial challenges and people pay back and it sort of uh, goes back into the system. So two organizations that I believe in and every year we come up with... um, Food Bank, Reproductive Rights, Domestic Violence, all different organizations that we've supported over the last 30 years. That's Lisa Gedaldig, the founder some 31 years ago of Jewish Comedy on Christmas in a Chinese restaurant. It's the annual Kung Pao Kosher Comedy. Koshercomedy.com for your choice of entertainment. You can also stream it. Learn about that at koshercomedy.com. Lisa, thanks so much for taking some time to talk about this year's show and have a, have a wonderful celebration. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
Another track from 40 Years of Charlie Brown, A Charlie Brown Christmas. And we've got many more than 40 since then. That was released in 2005. Wow, unbelievable. It's a, a, a take on Christmas is Coming, music by Vince Guaraldi by David Benoit. Uh, let's hear a little bit of Dave Cause and his interpretation of Linus and Lucy. And speaking of Charlie Brown Christmas... You can catch a live version of it with the San Francisco Symphony, the 20th to the 23rd of this month. Be with live characters, members of the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, along with some props and other excitement. In addition to a Charlie Brown Christmas live at Davies Hall, they're going to be screening Home Alone with a live orchestra on the 22nd and 23rd. Go to SF Symphony. Org for more information. Christmas Carol continues at ACT, as does the Smewin Christmas Ballet, remaining performances through the 24th. Of course, the Gay Men's Chorus Grand Holiday Extravaganza at the Castro Theater on Christmas Eve. And The Lion King is still playing through December 30th. BroadwaySF.com for more information. Lots of interesting things happening at SF Jazz as well. SFJazz.org. have been listening to On the Arts, a little bit of Vince Guaraldi for you there, as interpreted by Dave Cause from the 40 Years of a Charlie Brown Christmas, published back in 2005. It includes a CD as well as a DVD of the classic cartoon from 65 or so. Wow. Thanks to Janice Lee for producing the show. However you decide to celebrate the holiday, do so safely and with good cheer. I'm David Latulip. Our shows are archived at KALW.org. This is KLW San Francisco Bay Area, where our Wednesday arts coverage continues now with the Arts Hour from the BBC. Coming up on the Arts Hour on tour in Buenos Aires with me, Nikki Beatty, we're in Argentina's capital, exploring how culture and creative life is surviving the country's triple-digit inflation. My guests are star of film and television, actress Delfina Chavez, Filmmaker Benjamin Neistat, whose latest movie, Juan, delivers a state-of-the-nation take on Argentina via dueling philosophers. If you go and say to a producer or an audience, hey, I'm going to show you a film about two professors of philosophy, they will run away fast, <laughs> unless you make them laugh. We have a stand-up comedy set from the brilliant Ana Carolina, live music from hip-hop and Latin folk duo Femina, and from Latin Grammy award-winning singer and rapper Dante Spinetta. All that in front of a live audience coming up on the Arts Hour on Tour in Buenos Aires. <laughs> 